0: The first day of school is like setting the treadmill on eight miles per hour, and then jumping on, running at full speed. Yeah, but more like jumping on and running at full speed backwards. Can you imagine that? That's exactly how it feels, especially this year, getting back to full capacity in person. This episode is going to focus on just one day. It's kind of a unique reflection for this episode. Well, I was going through the day, our first day of school this year, it was this last Monday, I took notes on the little moments that would be so important to share. I couldn't help it. As soon as I started going through the day, I could realize it was happening. It just, I just, I There's something about the day that felt, you know what, I had to share this for uh, for others. I can't just let it sit there just in my own mind about what happened. I took notes. I have this uh, new tablet where I can draw and, and sort of write on the tablet. I love writing notes on paper, but this is cool because it's like a galaxy tab or something. And I was able to write these notes down, specifically these little moments to help share for leadership, helping with behaviors, and really organizational improvement, all in one day. So put on that thinking cap, and let's go. Welcome to Discipline Win, a podcast on how to win in discipline both within ourselves and when helping others. If you like what you hear, consider liking, sharing, and leaving a positive review so that I know how you feel about this episode's topic and really the podcast as a whole. Today, I'm reflecting on just one day, and it was a doozy of a day. And when you hear discipline win and you hear discipline overall, something to think about is just, I don't... I spin this whole idea of discipline, because even though discipline, we typically think of suspensions and and misconduct and misbehavior, so much of school discipline is self-discipline specifically self-discipline with guess who? That's right, you, me, all the adults in the room. That's what it's all about, the self-discipline on how we do our job every single day so that we can be the best for kids. That's what it's really about. And really, frankly, I think it's more than just about kids. It's about being the best for ourselves so that we can be happy and love our job and find the joy and peace in our job, but also to be helpful for others so that we can collaborate and really get along. Because one of the biggest things that you hear out there about why people stay in their job, I think it's a Gallup poll and things like that, is that they have friends at work that they like their boss. So all those things are really important. So let's talk about just one day and some reflections that uh, I, th- I thought of while I went through this day that I might be helped to share for others, okay? So this, this podcast episode is called Snakes, Selfies, and Setups, lessons learned from the first day of in-person schooling in almost two years, which is where we are. So we got out uh, last spring. We really, you know, with the COVID piece hitting, we went to all virtual. We were all virtual to start last year. This, uh, in the 2020-21 school year, we started phasing in person over time, starting not even until November, December, January. We didn't get to all the grade levels in our uh, elementary school until probably January, February almost. And even then, we never got to almost maybe 60% of the kids in person, you know, two days a week, some four days a week. So now we're walking into, and this is so many of you out there, so it's not just us. And that's why I think it's good to reflect on this. And you're going through the same thing. Full in-person learning, our capacity went from like 60% to like 99.9%. We have just a few kids doing virtual. And with that comes all the regular stuff on top of all the COVID-related stuff. So setting up to this day is such a big deal. All the work we've been doing all summer, all the work we did last week with the teachers running around like crazy. And really, it's amazing to think how much teachers can do in one week. People don't realize that in the general public. If you're a teacher out there, you know this. You go from no one in the building, no setup pretty much whatsoever, because the custodians are cleaning all summer, and then in one week, teachers are expected to not only do all the trainings and meetings that they're expected to do, but then also set up their room and organize their materials and prepare lessons for students. One week, five days, it's crazy. But that's what they do. They're actual, actual uh, you say superheroes, but they're just they're hard workers is what it is. You see so many teachers staying late at night to get that done. So everything leads up to this moment of this first day, and parents are well, just want them back in school. And I know so many people are worried about COVID and all that, and I'm not gonna get into that with this episode. But parents, it was very obvious that everyone wanted these kids back in person. Teachers wanted them back in person, and everyone's looking forward to what we do, which is this in-person learning. So this is this is all processing in my head as we're going through to begin this day. So. <laughs> so you know it's like uh so much build up you know if you've ever gotten married you know that build up to a wedding it's, it's that same kind of idea and as a principle you really feel that way just like a wedding where there's so much that you think you should have been able to do ahead of time but you just couldn't get done or the timing wasn't right or just you can't physically do until it's the right time to get it done and then you just have to go at some point you just have to go so here's my day not all of it but here's big chunks of pieces i want to reflect on for day one all right so I walk in day one getting there early Uh, I bring my daughter to school with me my youngest still comes to school with me Um, and so you know bringing her in I got my Ashland t-shirt on because one thing this is sort of a lesson one is I think it's important that on the day one that there's immediate unity on the staff because students can see that parents can see that it also just from a just literal practical manner people can identify who is a staff member on day one because they don't know everybody, especially if you have new families or if staff are new, they don't know that that staff member is actually a staff member or just a parent. You know, maybe they've never seen them before. Maybe they're a new teacher. So I think it's important to wear a staff shirt on day one. So we always have, uh, been doing this for years. We do jeans and our staff, uh, t-shirts this year. It's our soar four where we have soar with different colors or, you know, we're the Falcons and, uh, it was really cool to see just everyone. It's, there's something special about everyone wearing that same outfit. It's a uniform. There's power in uniforms. I remember I played sports forever. Getting that jersey, that is something special about wearing that jersey, putting that jersey on. It just makes you feel important and valued. It feels like a team. We love to feel like we belong to something greater than ourselves. So starting with that uniform, and it's jeans and a t-shirt. And a lot of people... I see a lot of principals wear suits on the first day and ties. They want to set up a good example. And that's cool, too. That's all good. So this isn't a critique or anything. It's just my sort of take on it. Um, Even as a principal, I'm wearing a T-shirt and jeans on day one. But just something we do to really set that tone for the beginning. So that's what's happening at the beginning of the day. And then the first thing I do is literally put my stuff down and then try to run around the building Taking pictures of people, trying to take pictures of our staff in their shirts as teams or as individuals, and then posting them online as fast as I can to really push this idea of look how it's day one, let's go, it's positive energy, let's get together, let's get excited, and I'm running around the building like that, uh, putting on social media, using our hashtag Ashlyn Soar to really uh, sort of set the tone right away, posting on Facebook, we use Twitter and Facebook as two main modes of communication uh, from a daily basis. Of course, we use email and everything. But our school Facebook page is huge for that as well. That's really where our parents are. Uh, so making sure that they see that right away. Taking a picture of our school building with the flag raised. And we even had um, a member of the community really hook us up with the Welcome Falcons. Those I don't know if you know those letters that can pop into the grass. You know, so that all the parents can take pictures of their kid. We have that going on. So just caption all those moments. That's that's one big piece too. Right away, leaders need to run around the building and capture great moments and set the tone and set some positive examples uh, across across the building. You go right into um, the the arrival, right? So arrival comes in. We have probably the longest car rider. You've probably seen that meme where it says like car rider on the first day of school. It looks like you know L A. 15 lane traffic, right? That's how our rider is before and after school, especially on the first day, it's chaos. You have parents trying to walk kids into the building and we weren't doing that this year, trying to keep masks all straight with everybody. I'm going out front, but one thing I did catch, which I'm super excited was I did my first day selfie with the parents. That's something I've done for years. I couldn't do it last year, but this year I got it in where I try to go out front And with all the parents that are trying to walk their kids in, I make them stop, make them turn, make them do this big selfie with me. And they absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things, sets that tone. So if you don't get a chance, try to get a first day selfie or a first week or a first month selfie with your families or your kids. Um, Also, as they come in, something I thought a lot about is just patience. You're not going to start on time. Even now into the second week, we're not going to start on time with certain things. And that's okay. You cannot give people a hard time for being late because guess what? They showed up. If they show up, don't give them a hard time. Appreciate them. Thank them. Welcome them. Even if they're late, you set that tone. Because guess what? If you give them a hard time, it's not going to fix the problem. (laughs) It's not going to fix it. Trust me. Giving people a hard time for being late is not going to make them be on time. But giving them a hard time for being late will hurt relationships. So make sure they always feel welcomed. At the end of the day, they're there. They arrived. You don't know what was going on ahead of time. You don't know what they were going through. So just welcome them in and be very patient. Um, At that point, you know, I think it was time for me to go get a cup of coffee because that one is like I got to keep that caffeine going. Um, Check in on the office, see how everybody's doing. And then I'm back around the building, you know, looking for um, really like – are people, do the people have what they need? Are, are kids all in the right places? There's some obvious logistical problems that happen on the first day that leaders can really walk around. I always think about this is someone made the analogy one time of a, being a captain on a ship. You know, principals are like a captain on a ship, where you can't just stay up there where they're, you know, where, where they're sort of driving the ship. You have to be up there, you have to guide the ship in the direction. But at the end of the day, you have to make your rounds. You have to go everywhere the engine room, you know, all the different parts of the ship where just to make sure all the little details are being taken care of. And that's kind of what that looks like, On especially on day one. I keep going around trying to get tweeting out positive pictures. And then little things like this happen. Like when kids are walking in with their parents on day one and they haven't registered yet, and they're registering right then. And so what do you do about that? Like there's, there's, there's sometimes it's these decisions you have to make as a principal. We had a situation where parents registering on day one. Parents want this kid to start. A lot of schools would say, well, we're not ready, so you need to start tomorrow. I think it's so important that if you have a kid in front of you and they want to start and they can start, you start them right then and there, middle of the day, beginning of the day, end of the day. I know it's hard for teachers and I get that. And so it's on us to help support that transition. But if you have a kid facing you right in front of your, I don't know how anyone can just look at a child and say, you're not welcome right now. I just, I just, that goes against the grain of my being. And I think you set the tone both ways on your decision there. And it's a struggle, but our struggle sometimes is worth it because the child's worth it at the end of the day. like you just you just have to let them in, let him in, get over yourself, you can do it, right. So th- that comes up and, and but I think that was another lesson that I learned that, you know, you have to be ready for that. And you ha- your office have to, has to know that that's what you're doing. Your teachers have to know and be prepared for to say, yes, I know it's hard, but this is the culture of what we're putting together. That we, we welcome students. If they can come in, if they should be here, they're going to be here as fast as possible. And then I think the more people understand why we're doing that, the better they feel like it's important and we can do that together versus someone's doing that to me. We're doing it as a team together. So really make sure your teachers and everybody are aware of, of that piece, that it's, it's what we do together. Um, another big thing is just making sure that we, were, we worked really hard because we have a lot of students that have uh, inclusive practices with special education. Um, they, they need specific things set up in special education rooms or in English learning rooms or whatever. There's all these different services you have to set up. We worked really hard to get people in place before school started. And even if you couldn't hire that person, we would put a substitute in there in the meantime while you're hiring the person. Because if you're starting school with kids who need extra help, but you're not ready for them and you don't have that help, well, they're going to struggle and and the school's going to struggle and there's going to be issues. And now if you don't know that those kids need help, if if they just come into your school and you're thinking, you know, wow, where did this come from? That's a little bit different. And then you have to sort of react to it. But there's so many times where we should know the students we're getting, what they need and how to set that up. But it's all about how much you hustle ahead of time. Because if you don't hustle ahead of time, then you're walking that first day and it's hurting. So this year we really hustled ahead of time. And I think that for the most part that made a huge difference and we were able to support our students. And that to me when I'm walking around seeing all that support, just people everywhere. I just really thought to myself, wow, that was such a cool thing that we did this year as a team to make sure that our kids had what they needed to start. Not perfect, but had what they needed to be successful on day one. Um, From there, you may see additional issues, which we did, that we had set up more support over time. And that's not something that you ever just stop on day one. So making sure that you're setting yourself up for success with that support on day one is critical. All right, We had uh, another piece that uh, was kind of cool for me was we had a visitor one of our associate superintendents uh mr Shroki from uh, facilities he, he deals with buses and transportation and all the maintenance of the buildings and he stopped by which is cool and uh we were walking around school sort of giving a little quick little tour a little run around on day one to see how everything's going really nice visit but one of the things that always and i get a lot of tours over the years it just it just sort of worked out that way uh, i love visitors coming in for two reasons one of course i love to brag about my school that is always something that's, you know, not just the building itself, but the people we're taking pictures and selfies and, and bragging about specific people. And to, in my mind, people, it's like, where do I end? Because I'll walk by a person and I'll think like, oh man, you don't even know. Like, you don't even know. Like I try to introduce, like he walked by, uh, Ms. Hurst, one of our kindergarten teacher assistants and Miss Hurst, uh, and Mr. Shrokey and I took a selfie with the kids and I couldn't even tell him. All of who Miss Hurst really is. Like I could introduce her as a teacher assistant, but that doesn't even dis- begin to describe her level of commitment for kids. Just there's, I could tell, I could do a whole podcast season on that with her, and, and you know the, the level of dedication, of love and compassion that she gives for her students every day, and that goes for so many of our staff members. But it's a good reminder of of the people that we're working with when we're giving a tour, because it's not just the buildings, the people that they need to see. But ultimately, it is the building, especially for a guy who works as a leader in facilities maintenance. And when I'm walking around, and I'm seeing certain things that I like. It was really a little bit like, uh, you know, a little bit embarrassing a couple times because I'm thinking, "Ooh, I should probably have that fixed." Or, you know, like, why is there a hole in the ceiling where there's they're fixing a, a pipe or something? You know, now he didn't feel that way. Of course, he thought it was great. But it tours are a great reminder on those things that look good and those things that you need to improve. So if you ever get a chance, give anybody a tour. Give a random parent a tour because as a leader, it is such a great tool for you to reflect on your building. You see it through their lens and you get to really truly see areas that are strengths and areas that are weaknesses and areas that you can improve on. Um, so that that's just a little tip if you can do tours. I've been fortunate enough to do that and it's been a blessing for me. Um so and then by the end of the day you're getting into dismissal again that car rider line is just insanity the buses and how you deal with that and that's why i'll sort of wrap up with this episode to start talking about how you deal with tough situations like car rider lines and bus transportation things that are outside your control a lot of times a couple tips on that one is it's not about where you start it's about where you finish You've heard that kind of line before. I think that's so true. It's not about being perfect in the beginning. You don't need to be perfect on day one. You should try to set things up. But the end of the day, or end of the week, really, I should say, is is what people measure. So if day one is rough, day two better be a little bit better. Day three needs to be a little bit better than that. By the time you get to day five, it better be sort of fixed. And that's what happened with us. Day one was really long for dismissal. Even though I told everyone to be long, It just people are not prepared for that. People get upset. They're worried about their kids coming home. I fully understand that. I totally, totally understand that. Every time parents got upset, I kept trying to be very patient with them and and being understanding what they're going through. I think especially after COVID, people are extremely sensitive and concerned about their kids, which I am too as a parent. But they really are watching you over time more than that day. Because if you say, as a leader, trust me, I'm going to help you with the situation, then you better actually help them with that situation. Otherwise, you're full of it. I mean, otherwise, they're not going to trust you in anything anymore. So if I say, I'm going to make the car rider line faster, it is now on you as a leader to actually make the car rider line faster or more efficient, or safer. Or if you say things like we did, which is we're not doing parent pickup this year because I can't have all these parents coming to the office, you have to go through the car rider line. But if you go through the car rider line, I will make it fast and efficient. Well, they'll only listen to you and go through the car rider line if you actually do make it fast and efficient. So now you have put all that responsibility and pressure on yourself. So what that means is you have to work with your staff, and and collaborate on a daily basis to make minor adjustments and sometimes major adjustments to fix this. Sometimes that gets a little bit ugly with staff, frankly, but it works if your staff trust each other and trust that we have to work through a process. So let's say that you may want to do it one way and your staff may want to do it another way or an individual teacher wants to do it this way you make it your way sometimes. They make it their way sometimes. But you have to have a collaborative, open dialogue that sometimes gets a little bit—I don't want to say—it uh, doesn't get angry and nasty, not like that. But it just gets—it gets—you uh, you have difference of opinions, and you're gonna disagree. And sometimes it turns into a sort of a friendly argument. But at the end of the end of all that, you have to come together with, okay, this is what it's gonna be. And as a leader, you have to listen to people, and you have to do things their way too. As a teacher, you. <laughs> You need to listen to their principal's view as well. So it works both ways because sometimes principal has a good perspective over all things. And sometimes, frankly, they have no idea what they're doing. So on both ends, we need to listen to each other and come up with the best solution, but do so quickly. Like we met as a staff, probably both in the bus rider group and the car rider group, probably every day, three or four times a day, emailing people, changing things. I know for the bus group, we changed things probably five different times in five days. But by the end of that, we went from dismissing You know, and some of this is out of our control because buses aren't here on time. But we went from dismissing like an hour and some in the first day to on the last day we dismissed in like you know twenty some minutes or whatever, thirty minutes, and it made such a difference. So that when parents see those changes, and I was emailing the parents every day on the dismissal times, day one, day two, day three, day four. Here's an update. Here's an update. Here's an update, and they could see the changes over time. And I'm getting all this positive feedback, which is just so great to hear, uh, because how you improve things gains your trust. In your families and your communities, so I'll leave that to really consider, uh, because in this in this episode, it's about snakes, selfies, and setups. We talked about. Uh, I don't think I've even talked about the snake. I caught a snake. I caught two snakes this week. Two snakes. I am now the official snake catcher of the school. Miss Figueroa, one of our teachers, I think, is the official mouse catcher because she not only caught a mouse last year. She caught a mouse during class, sat on it in a clear box, and kept teaching on Zoom. What she did It's super impressive. I wish I could do that with a snake. I couldn't. I captured the snake, went outside. It was a little snake. It was not like one of those big snakes. Uh, it was very small. It was, it was, I don't—I don't think it even qualifies as a snake. It's like a worm, basically. Uh, and then later on Friday, I caught another snake, and got it outside. So I'm officially a snake catch—capture, catcher. I don't know what's better to say. Um, But that's what it's about. You got to do what you have to do. There's no job too big or too small for a school leader. And remember that every single person in the school is a leader. We all have opportunities to make a difference. Some of those differences are obvious and big. Some of those differences only a child will see. Like this week, I saw one of my favorite pictures on our Twitter feed of Mr. Hughes holding one of our kindergarten students who was sad and tired of sleeping on his shoulder during dismissal by the end of the week. I love that, I love the love that you can give our kids. And sometimes people see that, sometimes they don't. Guess what, that kid knows, that family knows, and that's what it's all about. So make sure you're doing everything you possibly can. The first day is just the first day, you learned so many new lessons, but guess what? There's day two, day three, week two, week three, and there's a moment every single day that you can make a difference for your kids. Remember, it starts with us. How hard are we gonna work? What are we gonna do? How focused are we gonna be? Because the more focused that we are, the better that we can be for those around us. So I wish you the best. Good luck. You got this. I know you can do it. Don't ever give up. Enjoy that challenge because that's where all the fun is as well. Just like, you know, catching snakes. So jump on that treadmill backwards. Do backflips even if it's at speed eight because that's what it's all about in school. So have a great week, everybody. Take care.